You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of the Jcast Network. For more information about Jcast Network, its network of blogs and podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Here I am at... Many years ago, uh, I was hired or promoted from at CAGE, the Coalition for the Advancement of Jewish Education, to serve as uh, their conference coordinator. It was a big job, uh, probably uh, in many ways until Jcast Network, the biggest job I ever have had. Um, and I was excited to do it. It was, again, a number of years ago. It was CAGE 24. CAGE no longer exists, exists but uh, I believe they'd be up to CAGE 35 or 36. So it was, it, it was really quite a while ago. Um, and uh, I was young and inexperienced, and we had some rules at CAGE. Um, we put together a full-fledged child care program for the, for the children of the attendees of the conference, and we told the parents they had to show up at on time to pick up their children because we were paying the faculty members, you know, specialized people to take care of their kids, and, and we only had them for a certain amount of time, and we really needed to uh, to let them go at on time. So the uh, second day of, of camp, and it was, again, four days total of camp, the second day of camp, we I got a, an emergency call from the child care providers. Uh, it was now about 25 minutes after camp was supposed to end, and they said, well, somebody hasn't shown up to pick up their kid. I jumped on my golf cart. The greatest way to get around the Ohio State University campus is a golf cart. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And zoomed over. Uh, it took me probably five minutes. And now it was a half hour after the time when the, the, uh, the camp was supposed to end. And no one had come to pick up the kid. So I, I relieved the, the, the uh, counselors, the teachers, and I sat with the kid who was wonderfully sweet. Um, and finally, 10 minutes later, now 40 minutes after the end of the session, a parent whose name I don't remember, and even if I did, I would not mention, uh, strolled in and said, here, I'm, I'm here to pick up my kid. And uh, I said, well, you know, you're very late, and, and you've really, you know, we, we set rules that said if you don't, you know, pick up your kid on time, you can't keep your kid in uh in camp and and we just you know we can't keep doing this the the, the teachers had told me that the per, the woman had come 20 minutes late the day before but they had not let me know um and i said i'm sorry like this is really a problem for us and she said well i was in this great class uh, and got a little belligerent about well you know i'm here for classes and how could i leave to take care of my child or that's how i remember it and i got really frustrated and and had just heard a mouthful an earful from the, these counselors who really wanted to get out of it. And I said, listen, I'm sorry. This is really not acceptable. Your behavior is not acceptable. You knew when you signed on that you had to be back. And um, I probably got more heated than in how I sound now in the retelling of this story. Um, and I'm just afraid that we're not going to have be able to have you uh, bring your child back to camp tomorrow um, because, you know, this lateness was really, it's the second day and it was really late and you didn't really understand and she got even angrier, and I just put out there, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to have your kid come back to camp. Um, you'll have to figure out another way. 
to deal with it. Uh, she was not happy with that answer, and I got more indignant with my decision, because after all, I was air director, I was the conference coordinator, no one could tell me otherwise, and I was following the rules. Um, and then later in the evening, she found uh, the executive director of CAGE, Elliot, um, and Elliot and I and she sat down and um, Elliot listened to her for a while and asked her whether she understood why it was such a big deal. And she, of course, said, of course, I understand. And I was so into the class. And But, you know, I have, she had time to reflect. And um, But she also said, look, it's not fair for you to kick me out of camp. What, it means I can't enjoy the rest of the conference at all because I'll have to take care of my child. Um, and Elliot... In the way that Elliot could, in the way that Elliot always did, um, he saw it in a much different way than I did and said to me, said to her, okay, your child can come back, but please be on time tomorrow. And I remember, and she said, thank you, kind of gave me a, I probably gave her a dirty look, she gave me a dirty look. And at the time, I felt like I had been punched in the gut. I had always thought that even if I did something wrong, uh, my boss, at least publicly, would stand behind me. Uh, but he said to me, Daron, this, this was the right thing to do. Um, and so, you know, she was back in camp, and the next day she did arrive on time, even though she may have missed her final session. Um, and that's the story, and that's a growth. And I imagine, uh, and I will send Elliot a note when I post this podcast, that he will not even remember this story, or if he will, he will not remember it as deeply as I did. Um, because afterwards, he said, Daron, this was just the right thing to do, and what are we going to do to this woman? And now I questioned at the time, well, well, then why do we even bother having a rule if they can just do whatever they want? Well, that's my history. That's back in 1999, I believe, was the year. So again, it was a long time ago at this point. And why do I tell this story? I tell this story because of a story I learned about this week, or last week, um, from Rabbi David Khrushchev. I've never heard of Rabbi David Khrushchev, uh, although he is a rabbi of a small and vibrant conservative congregation in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, and as a, uh, as a Wolverine myself, I'm always a fan of of anyone who works in the, in the Michigan area. But that's really not why I learned about him, and I hadn't learned about him. I learned about him because he wrote a blog post um, on his blog, and I would love to give his give you uh, his blog a, a, a information. It's it Embodied Torah, embodiedtorah.wordpress.com. So in this blog post, he posted about the first blog, which was put up, posted on July 18th, said, Why My Blind Son is returning from Camp Ramah in Canada a month early. And in this blog post, he tells the story of his son, Solomon, who has attended Camp Ramah in Canada for four weeks each year uh, for the past four years, four summers. And this summer, because he was the second to highest ADA grade or level, uh, he was part of a, a, a leadership training institute or a leadership group and therefore, he was going to stay for the full eight weeks. At the same time, um, there was a new camp director at Camp Ramah, Canada. Um, and when he went up for visiting day to check in on his kids, the camp director pulled uh, the rabbi aside and said that we just cannot have Solomon at camp anymore. 
this summer. Uh, it's just the camp just cannot handle it. Um, now, they had handled it in all the previous years, but all of a sudden they could no longer handle it. And um, so they were sending him home. And of course, the father was upset um, and hadn't heard anything previously. And the, and they hadn't, the camp just mishandled this issue um, terribly. Um, and I couldn't believe it when I read it, though a little bit of me had Rachmanis thinking back to uh, me 13 years ago saying similar thing, although I think a one day of day camp versus four weeks of overnight camp is different, and this was not based on... Anyway, I thought about it a lot. Um, there was another blog post a few days later that said um, on on uh, July 19th, so just the very next day, another blog post came on, uh, in which the... the uh, rabbi said that the camp had actually rethought it um, based somewhat, somewhat on, on, the, on, on the uproar that came out, both of the blog, because again, the Twitter and Facebook verse were all talking about these blog posts. Um, and they had changed, you know, this blog post, and I guess the camp and a lot of the people who work at the camp really thought, um, thought that they could step up and help um, because the, the wrong decision had been made. Uh, and the net result was they, the camp decided that they would allow, allow uh, Solomon to stay at camp. Now, in the intervening day, Solomon had changed his had decided that although he might be allowed, he was not going to stay at camp and that he was going to come home anyway. Um, but uh, the director of the camp, the new director, had realized his mistake, and people had had uh, had responded. Um, and it was powerful to see the responses online. It was powerful to hear about what happened at the camp itself um, in response to what had happened. And it made me think a few things. One of, uh, one was kind of my own growth, my own growth thinking about how I was uh, 12 years ago and how I too thought, oh, follow the rules, it's just too difficult. Um, and the teaching that I had gotten from Elliot saying, come on, think, think, think broader than officially the rules. So I thank you, Elliot, for that, for that teaching. Um, and I also thought a lot about the power of this social media, this networking, this, the, the, the idea of blogging and podcasting and Facebook and how one person who's, who cared passionately as, 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 uh, as Rabbi Khrushchev uh, definitely felt for his son, uh, how people feeling passionately about something will uh, will can make change, and I feel like that's what Jake Ass is doing. I feel passionate about the idea, uh, and how uh, things can change, and I feel like that's what Jake Ass is doing. I'm one guy behind a microphone with twenty people who believe in me, and I'm putting out messages that I think are important. And I haven't had the impact that Rabbi Chris Jeff had, and it's slow going, but I, it'll hit. And so I applaud, uh, applaud Rabbi Chris Jeff. I applaud the new director who did see the air in his ways, um, and I applaud the internet. I applaud Facebook and the blogs and the comments. And I'm sorry that Solomon has decided not to stay at camp. I'm proud 
that uh, that the right decision was made, and I'm proud that the internet helped. So that was what I wanted to talk about today, and it's not exactly connected to, to the individual day in and day out work that we do, but I think it does. So thanks. I look forward to talking to you soon, and I hope you're listening to all of our many other podcasts. We're doing a lot of great stuff online right now, and uh, we want you to be a part. Talk to you soon.